Hey, this is Sarah, Sam and Casey from Just Another Murder Podcast. We are three Aussie ladies chatting about murder and making funny jokes. Oh, more oh, no. like bad more jokes. Like <laughs> jokes. Sorry. Go listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find us on Insta, Twitter and Facebook. Okay. Bye. Catcha. See ya. Bye. Bye. This is an American Crimecast production. Visit us at our new home at accproductions.org. Remember. Everyone is innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. You're listening to Mysterious Circumstances, hosted by my dad. Hello, I'm April Simmons, and yes, I run the Mysterious Circumstances. It's like an online magazine that I have on Facebook, and I share things that I find interesting about paranormal and unsolved crimes and similar stuff, and we did not know it damn thing about each other <laughs> until I started getting his traffic. <laughs> yeah, I... I, I was so funny because I remember I was looking on Facebook one day and I was like, holy shit, there's a magazine? I was like, that is fucking awesome. I was like, and goddamn, I should have looked at this before I chose a name, I guess, but I don't know. I don't even know. You could have existed first. I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm not even sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard telling. Um, so how but do you, how, cool. oh yeah, it's all good. It's, it's definitely, definitely awesome that we have like, obviously the same shit going on. That's, that's like really awesome, I think. But, um, how'd you get into the paranormal and stuff like that? Um, or anything mysterious, stuff, I should say. Um, stuff started happening to me from a pretty young age, um, that I didn't understand. So I kind of always saw about that understanding, like, I've always been a critic, even on the stuff that's happened to me. Like, I've kind of, like, uh, been <laughs> hypercritical. Like, I don't know what just happened. I just know something weird happened. I don't know the actual explanation for it. But I've, I've always sought out that knowledge because it intrigues me. Um, and also, my grandmother, <laughs> on my dad's side, was a self-proclaimed medium. Um, All right. I actually into the paranormal, so that's cool. Starting when I got to an age, a certain age, she shared stories with me and things like that too. That's cool. I actually have a in my Facebook discussion group. I have a couple mediums in there, and one of them does a podcast uh, called Psychic Sleuth. Um, she's a pretty. She's got a pretty good. Uh, pretty good list of credentials man it's it's honestly really impressive but uh yeah that shit is uh definitely pretty intriguing i suppose um but you, i was yeah for for a few years i was a medium for a ghost hunting group yeah um but they were a little bit more scientific based basically the only thing they really used me for was to point them in the right direction like okay where should we set up our stuff to catch something oh, you know like okay. they used me kind of as a compass, basically. Oh, I see. Kind of didn't didn't really care for that too much, or they just wanted to be taken more seriously, I guess. So that's why they wanted to lean more on the scientific. Usually, clients we didn't even he didn't tell 
that I was meeting him or anything like that. Like, oh, he okay. tell them. Um, he would usually also <laughs> not tell me anything about the client or the case ahead of time just to test me every time, too. Oh, of <laughs> to course. see what I would come up with, you know? Like, what, what I would know based on just walking in and walking around, you know? Yeah, that is very, very cool. That is very cool. So, um, I guess... We're going to talk, uh, do you have, actually, before we get started, I guess, uh, do you have any um, personal stories of of shadow people or anything like that? Because, I mean, this is... I do. Please, um, I please tell eight, me. <laughs> I had the classic cat man. Yes, yes. A fedora, fedora and what appeared to be either a trench coat or a long cloak or something along those lines. Um, I just random. I woke up in the middle of the night. He was standing in the doorway, which it was a really small room. So he was basically at the foot of my bed and there was a light from the window. And I guess this is one of the odd things when I think of it retrospectively, I, there was a light from a shop a few blocks. I mean, not, not a few blocks, but a few doors down. There was a, a shop and the street light shined in my window. Um, and though the streetlight shined directly in his path, I did not see any features of him. He was still black like a shadow. And so that's the one thing that was really odd to think back on. Like, he, he didn't light him up at all. That is awesome. That is awesome, because that's um, the one I was... But at the time, I just had that sense of dread and thought, there's someone in my room. Um, and I was paralyzed for a few moments. Like I wanted to scream for my parents and I couldn't, you know, like there was that few seconds that he was looking at me standing there and I just couldn't move or breathe or do anything, you know? Yeah. And then when I did manage to stumble out of scream, my parents came up, he ran back down the hallway and my parents were right across the hall, and when they got over there, of course, she was gone, and they thought I had a bad dream. But they did search the house, like they went around and searched the house, and when they got to the front door, the front door was actually a dark slightly. Huh. And outside on the front porch, there was actually... Somebody had put out a cigarette butt, like, right outside the door. No shit. And nobody in our house smoked. And none of their, really none of my parents' friends even smoked that were around regularly anyway. So it was just really an unexplainable event. But my parents said, you've had a bad dream. That's just a coincidence. Go to sleep, you know. And But years later, I asked them about it, and they they admitted that they were actually terrified by that. Really? But they didn't think it was anything paranormal. They thought somebody had broken in the house and just was staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> they just thought it was really creepy, but they did They did believe that something had happened, but they told me that they thought it was a bad because they didn't want to break down. That is crazy. That is crazy. And that's what I've been reading a lot about is, is the that hat man um it seems to be pretty prominent i guess you could say 
in a lot of the experiences that and the connection with the sleep paralysis. Um, yes, um, I had I had heard of shadow people and had even heard of the Hat Man, but I guess I didn't. It didn't really freak me out until I watched that the Nightmare documentary on Netflix. Yeah. Um, uh, which is about like the sleep paralysis and all of that stuff. And when the people described, you know, the hat man and how he acted and how he just stood in their bedroom and watched them. And then, I mean, that really hit home with me. Like everything they were describing and saying was just like, Oh my God, that's exactly what happened to me. <laughs> that is so creepy. So, I know. So but I don't necessarily feel like it's sleep paralysis. I really don't. Uh, yeah, I could. I I don't really think it is either. I mean, from from what I've read and stuff like that, it's. I don't know. It doesn't really make too much sense. I guess you could say. I mean, it, it does, but it, it doesn't. doesn't in all cases, it doesn't in all cases. I really believe that there probably are some sleep paralysis cases where people are seeing stuff, but. I feel like it's not relevant in all of these cases because people are seeing them in other places besides just their bedroom and, you know, public places yes. and things like it. It just doesn't make sense. Exactly. And I've heard, I've read a couple, uh, and heard a couple stories of people seeing them, uh, during the day too, which, you know, it's. Yes. And I have some friends with those, those experiences as well. Yeah. So. That is, a, that is pretty interesting right there but i i guess uh i don't know let's i i guess we could touch base a little bit on some of the history i guess of, of shadow people i think the first first one i seen like that was fairly well documented i think started around in the 1940s um and before that i think there's written documentation of it from the late 1800s but um I did. It's apparently, but it, but it comes back in all cultures. Yes, pretty much. Yes, as it far does. back as history goes. Yep. Egyptians, Romans. Yeah. Um, uh, medieval times, they thought that it was the soul of witches. Yeah. You know, that was separate from their body. Yeah, um, and I've heard them okay. called phantom monks before, um, mm -hmm. from medieval times too. But it's it's so interesting just because it does go that far back, and uh, obviously, like one of the huge theories is the sleep deprivation. You know, like uh, I guess uh, I don't want to say uh, a lot of crackheads, but like a lot of oh. a lot of people who you know get on the drugs, been up for a few days or so. You know, they report. Well, I've even heard that a lot of people um, that. A lot of people think it's because of our culture nowadays being on so many antidepressants and things like that. So yes. While we're hearing hearing more about it. Yeah, nowadays. exactly. And it's, I tried, it was really weird because the first thing I tried researching was um, whether it was one of those things that just started uh, when the internet, like I'm, I'm a pretty big guy on the, on the stories of like black eyed kids and shit. And yeah. I've noticed there's not really too many stories before the internet was invented, you know, and it's like, man, it's like, bring me a little history and a little bit of validity to this. It's like, it's such an interesting 
you know, all the stories are so interesting, but it's like, I don't want it to be one of those internet hoaxes, you know? And I thought it was an interesting thing because I kind of did a little bit of research myself before we were doing this just so that I would have my facts straight. Um, but I thought it was interesting that the actual term for shadow people came from the Coast to Coast AM Yes. I thought that was really interesting because I listened to that a lot throughout my adult life. Oh, man, me too. I used to work second shift, and I'd get off work at like 11.15, and it'd be like, I I can remember, it was like a 10-minute drive home for me, and I'd sit in my fucking driveway and listen to that shit, man. George, I, I, I wasn't so much into it during the Art Bell days, but I've gone back and listened to those episodes. For me, it was George Norrie, but, um, yeah. I, I, when I first got into it, it was Art Bell, but then it transitioned into George Norian. I've listened to a lot of both, really. Yeah, that's that's super cool. That's super cool. But yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, it's it's kind of a kind of a weird topic because it's kind of all over the place. But I guess you know it's. I suppose how do I put this? Um, different kinds of shadow people, I guess we could say. Um, I've heard, I've heard of the top, the top hatted man. I've heard of the red eyed shadow people. Um, I've heard of shadow animals, mainly cats. Um, I can't, I know there, I know there's a couple more, but right off the top of my head, I can't really think of any. Um, there's some that are just like a mass or a blur. Okay. Um, and, but most most are just an indistinct human figure in general. Even the ones that have the red eyes are the cat man or whatever. Yeah. They're most most of those are a human humanoid figure. But I've also heard of alien shapes too. Um, um I've heard of actually I've heard a couple stories too of people being able to touch it. I read about one story and and actually heard about it on a on another podcast as well about a person reaching out to touch the shadow person and said it's it felt like a soft velvet type material like his hand didn't actually go through it or anything like that but that was really the only account that I could find of somebody physically trying to I don't know, not really make contact, but trying to actually touch something. But, but yeah, it's... Uh, I have, you know, you were talking about it kind of being all over the place. Um, I have friends that don't really even believe in paranormal stuff, but they know that I'm into it and have come to me privately and said, I saw this, I don't know what it was, but... I thought, uh, you know, they didn't feel comfortable sharing it with anybody else, but they knew that I was into that sort of thing, so they came to me to ask about it, and were surprised that they didn't, they knew nothing about shadow people. Like, they they had the experience, but they didn't know anything about that other people were experiencing that. That's really interesting. That's really, really interesting. Especially as looking at it from a skeptic, because, um, I recently did a big four-part series on Edgar Casey, and uh, mm-hmm. I got the inner. You know, I it was it. Uh, you know, there's it, it. It got really interesting just because of the things that you know history has said and skewed a little bit, and 
I had to research it as like a non-biased. I mean, obviously, I have my personal opinion, which I'm pretty sure everybody got the, got the hang of. I mean, I there's things that he could do that there's absolutely no explanation for, you know. But at the same time, there's a lot of vagueness in some of the things that he did, and like as you know, as, as a skeptic, it's it's kind of awesome if a skeptic would like come to you and. You know, and just be like, hey, I don't believe in this shit, but I saw this, you know what I mean? But, um, I don't know, is, um, I suppose, what, what are your thoughts on some of the theories, I suppose? Um, I think all of them are viable in certain instances. Like the sleep paralysis, drugs, you know, different things like that. Or even the, I forget how to pronounce this, the pareidolia, pareidolia? Yeah. Which is the, um, people just kind of catching things that are, you know, normal people can't hear or see, that kind of thing. Like the man in the moon thing, like they're perceiving something that may or not, may or may not be there, that they are perceiving themselves that are outside of the norm. Um, I think all of those things are viable to individual situations, but I don't think they explain the overall phenomenon. To me, the one that makes the most sense is the interdimensional, just because there are some that don't seem to interact or even notice us. Exactly. Um, and that's so like... I think that's the one that makes the most sense to me. I don't know. I, I can't say that it's 100% true or or anything like that, but it's the one that makes the most sense to me. Yeah, for this, and it's the same here. Like, I've heard, the, you know, the, oh, what is it called? The peripheral drift illusion to where you, you know, a stationary object in the corner of your eye, you know, would, would seem like it's non-stationary or move, you know, within your peripheral vision. But the fact that people have tried at least one person from what i've read has tried to not so much interact but but kind of and then the fact that it's happened during the day and people you know was straight on like the interdimensional is probably my i don't want to say favorite theory but it is the one that that makes the most sense i guess but of course then that would that would bring up the the rabbit hole of if if they are shadow people in that dimension, then are we shadow people in their dimension? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it's possible. <laughs> it is. But I think that there, since there have been a few cases, although it's more rare of them interacting or even just watching, um, it makes you wonder if there are some that are specifically traveling into our dimension, you know, and some of the others are just accidental. You know, they've just wandered into a thin space in between the dimensions or something and don't even realize it, you know? Yeah, for sure. And that's the only thing that bothers me about the interdimensional theory is is the fact that probably the most reported is the hat man with the fedora and the, the cloak or the trench coat type clothes. Like, that's the only thing that really kind of bothers me, I guess, about the interdimensional. Unless it's, like, straight up the same motherfucker, you know, like, 
every single time. But, yeah. you know, I've, I've read reports of, you know, this said shadow person, you know, sleep paralysis wise, like choking people, you know, and it's like, I don't know. It's hard to di- differentiate between, you know, being half asleep and half awake and, and, and having, I don't know, like those half in and out nightmares, I guess you could say. I mean, personally, that's not. And, I, and I'm pretty sure everybody has had those experiences where it may not be as extreme as somebody choking them, but I mean, I think everybody has had that happen and I'm asleep I don't know what just happened kind of thing but for me the shadow person incident was different because I did scream my parents did react I was I don't feel like I just woken up you know like I and when I screamed you know he ran and my parents came so obviously I did scream so yeah I, I guess it just didn't really add up to me that I would have been asleep yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's so freaking interesting. Cause like me personally, I've I uh I did I grew up in a haunted house when I was about sixteen or so. We moved in, and uh, you know we had a bunch of shit happen. Like, I mean, I have a, I have, I'm living in a haunted apartment currently. <laughs> that's uh, anything kick ass happen. I've been living here like a month. <laughs> Yeah. Anything awesome happened so far or, or scary for that um, matter? Mostly just noises and it's always around the same time about 5 to 5.30 in the morning. Nice. There's always some sounds and I can't find a, you know, technical or reasonable explanation for it. Hmm. It's usually between that time but not really a specific time. It's just usually in that time frame. Nice. Um. So it could be something residual maybe? Yes, and I did find out after I started experiencing stuff, I did find out something. But I also have been having something grab my foot while I'm sleeping. Oh, and man. And I would blame it on my husband messing with me, but it has happened when he's not here. <laughs> That's why <laughs> That's why I sleep with my fucking feet under the covers, because of that fear right there. I'm 36. I still but, jump to the bed, like, because... Because I'm worried about shit underneath my bed, you know what I mean? Like, I've been having to, I sleep with like, okay, Netflix has <laughs> a fireplace thing where it just plays like some light music and oh, like, really? fireplace. I play that when I go to sleep because, especially now, like, I already kind of did that sometimes anyway to kind of block out things, but I, I, I pretty much can't go to sleep at all now because I go to sleep around the time that those noises start happening. So, because my husband works third shift, so that's about the time that I go to sleep. And basically, so I've had to start doing that to keep me from concentrating on the noises and stuff happening. Like, I have to have a distraction from it or it bothers me. And it's like, not a lot of things scare me that bad because I've seen a lot of shit in my life, honestly, and experienced a lot of weird shit. But I had to, I kind of try to block, I know some people embrace it, but I kind of try to block it. Like, I, that may not be the best thing, but it's just how I deal with it. Like, it's not even that I'm really that afraid, it's just like I don't 
want the negativity. Like, especially if it's something negative, I just don't want that in my life. Yeah. You know, I have, I'm a person that has depression and anxiety, and I'm like, I don't, I don't need that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't need that added stuff in my life. But most of the time I try, I try, and then most of the time I'm successful at blocking things. Okay. At this point in my life. Yeah, learn to block it. Yeah. Now, what's um, what's out of all the shit? Well, I guess before this, um, do you have any? Oh, yeah, I need to finish up the story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what I found out about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're, we basically live in a converted garage apartment. The landlord got drunk one night and told only a few weeks after us moved in, he got drunk and told us that his wife was in prison because. She shot his son, oh, and that happened on the back patio uh-huh. outside here. So I'm like, oh, crap, that's probably who's pestering me. You should have. an older man, so I'm assuming that the son would have been an adult, but I don't know any more details. Yeah, I w- it would be really interesting to find out what time that all happened, you know what I mean? Because if it was between yeah, 5 and 5.30 it, in the morning. to bring it up with him. Since he only mentioned it when he was drunk. Yeah. So I was kind of like, mm, it's probably a touchy subject. Yeah. I don't want to broach that with him. But I don't know any more details other than the fact that she shot him on the back patio. Wow. That is a seriously interesting detail. Um, do you have any side, anything about your notes um, on shadow people that we have not touched on? Um, well, I did make the list of kind of what the explanations were. There was a few that we didn't touch on. Yeah, like, let's do it. Um, out-of-body experiences, angels. Um, out-of-body experiences. The dead in purgatory. That really? Not not a ghost per se, but the dead that are in between. Realms? or That are kind of, that they're kind of on their way to hell, basically. Okay. The ones that are, Yeah. And then, of course, you know, imagination and drugs and um, time travelers. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Um, because of the hat man being that the hat, and the the fedora and the um, cloak or in cloak or trench coat, coat, whichever you want to call it, um, that that is kind of out of time. Yeah, yes, yeah, definitely. Unless you're a total hipster, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, so, that, I mean, that's interesting because I'm totally into time travel as far as pop culture. Like, I've I'm I'm very much into it. There's also a theory that it's just people projecting their own negativity. Oh, that's actually a really interesting theory. Kind of like almost like a poltergeist scenario, or yeah. something along like a those lines. Scenario, but they're projecting it from their own negativity, bad things going on in their life, and fear, and you know, just a combination of that stuff. Okay. No, I like that. It's actually, not a bad theory right there. But yeah, I I can tell yeah. you right now, I'm like deep into time travel. Like the Philadelphia experiment got me hooked. Like. Yeah. Once I got into Montauk and all that shit, I was like, I lost years of my life reading about that. Like, ooh, yeah. man. But I will, I'm going to send you a really cool link about uh, uh, a Russian time travel story. Um, 
I I hope I just. Do you remember the one about the Weatherborn and the was it the North Pole or somewhere in the Arctic? No, um, but please tell me. I know I can't remember all the exact details, but I read about it. Um, it's the weather balloon that came through in the Arctic. Like it disappeared, I believe it was Arctic North Pole, somewhere in that really cold, really kind cold area. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember the exact detail, but um, this weather balloon that they were using to measure just weather and atmosphere stuff disappeared, and when it came back, it was like, a, it, the date and stuff on the machinery was registering like a date that was in the 40s or something. Oh, man. That's actually really interesting. I'm going to probably... I know, and I, I've read up on that a little bit. It's kind of hard on the sign, but I think I actually heard about it on Post to Post, and then I went and found it and read up on it. But I thought that was fascinating that it was like actually the government doing this experiment just for weather purposes and then, you know, it comes back with a completely different date, you know? That is actually really, really intriguing. And now, like, when we're done, I'm probably going to spend a couple hours reading about that. (laughs) Yeah, that's for sure. Um, Because the one that I had was... uh, I can't remember his name. I think it's like a Sigori or something like that. I'll send you a link when we get done. It's it's super interesting. And basically what it was is this guy in uh, Russia, he was out with his girlfriend and they were taking pictures and whatever else. And this was in the 1960s, I want to say. And what happened was is the very last photograph he took it was a picture of what looks like a spaceship, all right? And then he disappeared. Like, even his girlfriend was like, he literally vanished. Well, at that exact time, like 40 years later, it was in the early 2000s, mid, mid-2000s, mid he, um, he appeared, and the Russians took him into custody. They took him into jail, and they questioned him. He was wearing, he had the camera, and they published, they, um, uh, they, they did the pictures, you know, and, and they, they were looking at them and they're like, this is like a real camera. And like the very low, they looked at the very last picture he took. Well, they took him into custody. And from there, there's a video of him being in a, they put him in a nut house and there's a video of him, uh, in this nut house. And he literally vanished from there. And nobody knows what happened to him. And uh, they tried hunting him down, and they got a hold of the the woman that was his girlfriend. They found out who she was because he was telling them, you know, what happened. And he had no fucking idea what was going on. And, she, you know, she's like, yeah, this is what happened. Like, he totally disappeared. And they showed her, like, video and pictures of him from when he reappeared and she, like, pretty much freaked the fuck out. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, and he, after he vanished, he was never really heard from again. Like, that that was pretty much the end of the story. It's, it's really interesting. I will definitely 
Um, I'll definitely send you a link and, and you can check it out. I think you'll find it pretty fascinating. I don't know why, but I am like so... There's another one that you may have heard of. There's a guy, I think it was Colorado, that was wandering in his blizzard. Yeah. Like, I believe his vehicle broke down and he wandered into an old west town. I'm probably going to have to look that up. And he never could find it again. He could never find the town. No shit. And see, and that's like an awesome, yeah, that's an awesome thing right there too, is like the the towns or or cities. Because there's been a lot of stories of, um, you know, not so much time travel, but time slips, I guess you could say. Um, and people, you know, I, I know there's a lot of different stories where people be driving down the road and, you know, it's, they, they get passed by a car with people, you know, a 1940s car, you know, people in it dressed authentically and all that good shit. Um, but, and then, did you ever see the, you probably have the chick on the the cell phone, the lady with the phone. Yeah. Yeah. That is really interesting. And I've heard and read a couple people who try to, I don't want to say they try to debunk it because their their theory is like extremely creditable, I guess, credible, I guess you could say, and I, I shouldn't say theory, but they have an explanation for it, but at the same time, like, there's nothing that would even look like, you know, yeah. a cell phone. That it was like some type of hearing aid and a walkie-talkie. Yeah, yeah. And those could make sense, but the way she's holding it and everything just looks like a modern cell phone. That's what's so trippy about it. I know, and it's Um, so fucking cool because they enhanced and cleared up the the picture of it and it's like it's like man that is a fucking cell phone like walkie talkies back then were fucking huge if they even have them I don't even know if they had walkie of course there are pictures from like the JFK assassination of people that don't look like yeah they're wearing serious clothes um for that too yeah I mean there's all kinds of things like that that are just like ladies I know it's so fucking trippy it's like there could be an explanation but it's yeah. weird. It's like... <laughs> you know, it's one of those things like we'll never really be able to explain it. That's very, very true. You can't really disprove it, so you can't really prove it either. And that's... Like, yeah. It's just there. And that's what bothers me probably the most about the whole Philadelphia experiment. Because, you know, the Navy is like, well... You know, that, that that ship was never in this harbor at this time, and it's like, listen, guy, like, don't fucking tell me you can't go into your records and the, everything that you put online and just leave that shit out, you know? But the, the whole thing, the, the part that bothers me the most is when you have Albert Einstein and Nikola Tesla working on the same project together, you can bet your ass something probably happened. What happened, I don't know. Yeah, something really... Yeah, and I mean, Al Bielik and and all that, I hate to, you know, I hate to, like, play the skeptic card, but in all all reality, like, until they saw the movie, The Philadelphia Experiment, that was back in the early 80s, which is a fucking awesome movie. I still love it, but... 
they they didn't recall. They said all this all these memories were repressed, but the 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 I guess on the flip side, the most interesting part is the amount of detail that they go into, and the fact that over the course of all those years, he was able to keep all those details straight and tell the exact same story over the course of like twenty years. You know, it's it's honestly kind of mind blowing and it's extremely intriguing. But but I don't know the whole thing with the time portal and. You know, the fucking Montauk Beast coming out of there and destroying the fucking lab and all this shit. It's like, it's like, it's kind of fantastical, but some of that shit's pretty I don't, fucking hard. I see, to I've read up on all that stuff, but it's been a long time, so, uh, like, I don't remember all the details uh-huh. and all that, that or Philadelphia experiment or anything. Oh. Um, it's been forever. No, I totally get it. And, and I've obviously, like, listening to George Norrie and Art Bell and, you know, all that good stuff is pretty much what got me hooked on that. But I guess, uh, so as a paranormal person and somebody who, you know, is into that kind of stuff, I, I want to hear, like, if you, if you're willing to tell, like, some crazy fucking shit. Like, what is some of the wildest things that you've experienced, like, Okay. Well, the scariest one for me. Yes. We were taken to a shack. Um, the, the ghost hunting group, the leader of the group, got us permission to stay in this basically run-down old house in the middle of nowhere because it was rumored haunted. Um. Like, you know, it's one of those houses everybody stays away from. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's not so very dangerous because it was literally falling apart. There were some parts before you couldn't step on because we're going to fall through the floor. Um, we set up in, um, there was like, I think like a living, it was like the living room area. And we kind of set up all our equipment there. And at first it was just that creepy vibe, like, you know, it's a run-down old house. Of course, you're going to feel like I'm, this is creepy. Of course, yeah. Like, everybody was creeped out by it because he had, you know, got permission for us to stay the night. I'm like, are we really staying the whole night? Because I kind of don't want to. <laughs> like, um, it was just fucking scary. Um, not only on a paranormal level, but I'm like, are we going to fall through the floor and die? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just, I'm not sure I want to stay here. Um, and basically, we set up some equipment in various places, and then the group of us just kind of convened in the living room area because it was the biggest amount of space, and, you know, it wasn't falling apart to the point where we could actually all sit down on the floor, um, comfortably, sort of, I guess, if you call it old rickety wood floor, comfortable. <laughs> and but it was probably a few hours in before I saw anything we were just all sitting around talking and we've got equipment running in other rooms and, and things and basically I saw kind of like out of the corner of my eye type of thing while we're talking 
what looks like the figure of a burned man hmm. walked from across the from a room across the hallway into the hallway and walked further down, which was basically there was a room that was down behind us. So that I jumped up. I was like, hmm, nope. <laughs> 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 this burned man just walked into the room. You know, he walked down the hallway towards the room that came behind us. So I was like, hmm, no. <laughs> that is so like, I think crazy. I'm done, guys. I don't know if I'll stay. And of course, they were like, we got to get proof. we got to, you know, whatever. And so they went and set up stuff in that room across the hallway, which was the bedroom and everything. And one other person ended up seeing the barn man that night. Um, that is cool. And basically... After we did, you know, they did pack up early. We didn't stay at home. I think we packed up around 3 o'clock in the morning or something along those lines because everybody was freaked out. Um, but afterwards, the leader of the group took me inside and said, yeah, the original owner of the house burned to death because his electric blanket caught fire. Oh. And I did not know that. When I saw a burnt looking dude coming down the hallway, I was like, oh Lord, why did you put us into this situation? <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, I guess that's what we're seeking out, but at the same time, there were certain situations that were kind of like, that we were able to handle a little bit more um, scientifically and, yeah. you know, just. You know, somebody has been hearing things or something like that. And a lot of those cases, though, you go in and it's literally the people are crazy. Like, I mean, seriously. Yeah. When you, you're like, your plumbing is making some weird noises and you're about to break. That's a lot of those cases. Like, a, a great majority of the cases are that. But then you get those like that one that you're like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. <laughs> like, I don't really know. Um, but that was one of the more creepy ones for me. And we had another house that we went in. It was a single woman and her son. And basically everything was happening around the sun. Um, really? Everything that happened was... It wasn't just him seeing and hearing this stuff. It was only happening when he was around, and the woman had experienced this stuff. So it wasn't just the kid making up stuff. It was, we honestly believed the kid was talking stuff. He was like around 12. Yeah. So he was in that age range mm -hmm. of puberty yep. that we were like, this kid's doing this stuff. He may not be meaning to, but he's talking to. And it was like the electronics messing up and, you know, seeing shadows across the room and so, sounds. And so you guys... But it only happened when the kid was there. So you guys didn't think it was any kind of, like, attachment or anything? Um, it could have been because there had been people that had got there. And that's what she was thinking it was. Because her husband had got there. You know, house fire. And they had just remodeled the house and went on with life. Huh. All right, then. Um, and also, it was like a family home, and the grandmother had died there of natural causes. 
So it could really have been either, but because of the net, even if, if it wasn't if it wasn't caused by the child, it was surrounding whatever it was had to do with the kid. Yeah. Because everything that happened, and I saw when because a lot of it came from this particular room where they had their computer set up. They had a desktop PC set up. And the computer would shut off on its own and come back on and there would be scribbles on the paint program and they brought it back up and shit. Like, you hear things like that. That um, To do with the computer. So we set up a, we set up a lot of equipment in there and we got like a voice. I can't remember exactly what it said, but we did get a voice that said something. It was kind of one of those guess what they said kind of things. Oh, yeah. Really indistinguishable. But it was something like, I believe it was something like, you need to leave. Something along those lines. That's pretty awesome. That is pretty Um, awesome. And I saw what appeared to me like a shadowy, to me it looked like deformed, a shadowy deformed hand that reached over the chair while the boy was sitting Really? That is pretty... And so I found that really troubling. Like, I don't know if it was perhaps the father or if it was something more demonic. Because that's what I felt was that it was something more demonic. Yeah. So I wasn't sure. Yeah, it would appear that But it was a really interesting case where... Like, I really honestly couldn't tell you what was going on in my house. <laughs> it could have been multiple things. I really don't know. That is super cool. That is super cool. I don't know. I um, And also, I live in the South. Yes. And we actually did, we did an NFL home. Oh, A Civil War era home. And the people that were living there, it was their dream to own an Annabelle home and everything, but they were being scared out of it. <laughs> they were experiencing all kinds of weird noises and things. Um, we got, um, basically it looked, we, we just randomly shot some pictures and video down a well in the backyard. Yeah. And there were red eyes. No shit. Yeah. That is fucking cool. And we also had some poltergeist activity. We got video of upstairs. We had just set up a tripod camera upstairs because that was where a lot of the shit was going on. So while we were actually interviewing them downstairs, we left the camera and nobody else up there by itself. And just out of the blue, a coat hanger hanging on the door just starts swinging like crazy in the video. Like nobody's up there. And it wasn't just like it, you know, the door got jarred from somebody, some movement downstairs or something. It starts swinging, full on swinging on the door. That is cool. That is crazy. The story to me was the weirdest part of the story is that the woman, <clears throat> there was a woman and her husband, she was from Australia, but she truly believed 
that she was a reincarnated Civil War general. And really? that's why she moved here. Because she thought she was from the southern United States. Really? Even though she was really from Australia. Yes. She said she felt more comfortable here. She she got the Annabelle home and started raising horses. And yeah, I mean, that's who she thought she was. Huh. What is your opinion on that? I honestly don't know. She was very mentally blocked. Like, I didn't really sense anything to her. Huh. But I don't know if she was telling the truth or her version of the truth or... I, I don't I don't know. That's interesting. Like, she was just really a blocked person. Like, I didn't... I usually am good at... I can't read people's minds or anything. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> But, I mean, I usually am good at picking up on vibes from people, and I've also studied psychology, so I'm usually pretty good at picking up, like, physical cues from someone's lying, things like that. Cool. You know? And so, I didn't get anything from her, good or bad. Like, nothing. <laughs> so, I was just weirded out. Like, I was like, I, I don't know if they're just crazy, or, <laughs> or if they're telling the truth. I, I don't know. Yeah, you never know, man. Sometimes it's a 50-50 shot. <laughs> All right. Well, I tell you what, I got one for you. All right. So when I was 16, we moved into this house, moved into town from the country and stuff. And uh, there there was, like, after we moved in, we found out there's a lot of stories, like, surrounding this house. <clears throat> and this is, like, one of the, this is one of the milder stories, I guess you could say. Um, but... The very first thing you see when you walk into the basement of this house is there are crucifixes painted on the windows down in the basement. And because of that, I mean, we kept a lot of our storage shit down there. Um, I was pretty much the only person that would go down there and just kind of hang out. And it wasn't like a furnished basement. It was a straight up fucking, you know, smell like mothballs and, and, you know, just fucking concrete everywhere but it was really weird because you walk down the stairs like if you walk into my one front door we lived on a corner and there was one front door where the kitchen was and if you walked in through the kitchen you'd walk in through this narrow hallway about you know maybe five feet long and there was your basement door on your left and then on the right there was the washer and dryer and like a couple little shelves and then when you keep walking forward there was the uh, downstairs uh, bathroom well, you go down to the basement, the first things that you see are just straight-up concrete. And, I mean, it's it's pretty, it's like a, I called it the dungeon, you know. But you walk down there, and it was really fucking weird because, and we never figured out why, but the, the back behind the stairs, like as you're walking down, you get down the stairs and you turn around, the back part of the basement was concreted off. And it was only to about eye level, and there was like some little window sections, and it was filled in with dirt up to those window sections, but it was all concreted off. So I don't know what was back there underneath the dirt, and that went probably like five or six feet back. And then, you know, as you're going down the stairs, if you look straight ahead and to your left, whoever had the house, it was bricked off again with concrete or whatever, and it was like the corner section was out, and or was blocked off, concreted off, and that was also filled in with dirt, but that was 
only, you only had like one little section that was maybe a foot by a foot that was like a window size, and then that was filled up with dirt too, and that was about eye level as well. Well, of course, like, our fucking dogs wouldn't go down there. They were freaked out. Like, the only people in the house that would go down there was me and the fucking cat. And the cat, I deemed him killer because he was a mouse hunting motherfucker. But, so we're, I was walking by the, uh, I was walking into the bathroom passing the basement door on my left. And it was like an older wooden door. And what would happen was the cat would go down there by itself all the time and do whatever. And if it heard somebody, it would run up the stairs and it would scratch on the door and you would open up the basement door and it would run up and start eating or whatever. And I was walking by and I heard that scratching sound. And I just kind of opened up the door, you know, just a little crack. And I was like, all right, killer, you know, come on up. And didn't hear shit. So I waited a few seconds and I closed the door. And I was like, all right, whatever. So I went to the bathroom and came back out a couple minutes later. And I go to pass the door again, and I heard that scratching sound on the door. Except this time, the scratching sound was like a little bit harder, and it was like a longer drag. So I'm like, God damn it, cat. You know, so I open up this door, and I open it wider. And I'm like, you know, usually the cat just zips right up through the door. And I held it open for about a minute or so. And I'm like, come on, cat. You know, let's... I can get up here, you know, it's late. Like, just kind of standing there, and I was a little bit perplexed, and I go to close the door. And as soon as I close the door, um, behind me, where that washer and dryer and the little shelves were, uh, that's where we put the cat food and the cat water, and I heard this crunching sound. And I was like, I turn around, the fucking cat's sitting up there on the shelf, just fucking eating, just looking at me like I was fucking stupid. And I just kind of like, I just kind of just looked at the door and looked at the cat. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to bed. This is all I, about all I can handle for the night. But that, that scratching noise was pretty crazy. But it's really funny because there's a really, I got a really good story about a, a guy in a fedora. Um, because we lived on, like I said, a corner street. So we had the street light out on the corner. And technically, we had two front doors. I'm just curious, where, where, are you, where are you located or where are you from? Uh, I am located outside of Fort Wayne, Indiana. Up in the, so the very northeast corner. Um, the only place in Indiana I've really been to is the place called the Wall. Where the hell is that? <laughs> um, that was in a big movie. Shut up, really? That's <laughs> awesome. That's cool, though. Called, it came from the Popper. It actually has um, Saint Three in it. Shut up, dude! That guy is my fucking hero. I, I love. Like the movie actors, like the guy that played Eddie Munster and uh, Linnea Quigley, and uh, a few other B movie actors are there in it. Um, I just, basically I was just an extra running from. You know, alien attack in the sky that really isn't there. So you're having to like look at the sky and run and scream when there's really nothing. But <laughs> I just thought that was interesting. That is pretty interesting, actually. Um, girl. Oh, dude, yeah, I, I am. Like some Elvis. <laughs> yeah, I am a diehard Hank Three fan, though, and I actually got uh, the three coffin nails tattooed on me. 
That's how diehard of a fan I am. Because that I'm dude... I'm to meet him on the set. I'm really oh, sad about man. that fan actually fan too. Oh, but dude. I know. My ex he, he's the soundtrack has him on it, and it also has my ex-husband here. That is very Rockabilly cool. Hell yeah, dude. That is fucking cool, man. Yeah, he. Uh, I always re liked Hank 3 because he pretty much just does shit his way. And he don't fucking care. And I respect the shit out of that. But, um, but yeah, so we're, it was me and one of my sisters, and we were sitting in the living room. Now, since we were on the corner, let's say you walk in that kitchen door, and you go through the kitchen and take a left, there's like a little sitting room, and then you take an immediate right, and there's the living room with the TV and stuff. But there's also another front door right there. So we were sitting in the in the living room, and we had one of those hollow wooden um, like little porches out front. It wrapped around to both front doors. Uh, you know, we had about waist high railing out there and stuff, and uh, we had like white thin curtains. So you know, the the street light kind of shone in pretty good. And we were sitting there one night, and. Uh, yeah, we heard the screen door open, and we heard the, the doorknob kind of rattle a little bit, the door was locked. We're like, you know what? You know, it's like, my sister's like, you got anybody coming over here? It's like midnight. I'm like, no, it shouldn't be, shouldn't be nobody coming over here. And, uh, you know, I, I go to look, and, you know, there ain't nothing there. I was like, yeah, probably the wind or something, whatever. And I go to sit back down, and a couple minutes later... The screen door opens up wider this time, and the doorknob rattles even harder. And I'm like, I go to look, and I go to look. We had one of them front doors with, like, the, the half moon on the top of it, you know, and for, like, a little window. And I, like, kind of looked through there, and I didn't see shit, but then I saw the, the screen door closing. But you can hear, like, when somebody's walking on that front porch. So... I didn't hear anything, so I'm like, all right, you know, that's a little weird. So I go to sit back down again, and, uh, you know, it, the, the third time I actually heard a couple footsteps, just that hollow, hollow wooden footstep, like heavy boots. And uh, I heard that door open, and that doorknob just started fucking rattling like crazy. And I'm, you know, my sister's fucking freaking out. She's like, what in the fuck is going on? I'm like, I don't know. Well, before I could really get up, I, we, we hear footsteps, and we see this figure, like, walking past the, uh, on the porch, and you can hear just every footstep, just clunk, 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 and since the streetlight was out on the corner, you could see the silhouette of somebody walking, like, on that side of the house, and then they turn the corner out on the porch and start walking past the other window, and it was a fucking, a bigger sized dude, and it wasn't so much a fedora, but it wasn't a cowboy hat either, it was like right in between, it had the wide brim all the way around, and it's literally like a second and a half to two second, like, you know, walk from the living room to the kitchen, so I was like, I'm gonna meet whoever this is, like, on, you know, at the kitchen door, and see what the fuck's going on, because obviously somebody's trying to get in the house. And uh, the butcher knives are on the sink right there, uh, just like, you know, right there within arm reach of the kitchen front door. So I go to rip open the, the kitchen door, 
and grab, you know, the first knife I could I could grab in my hand and rip that door open and go outside, nothing. Absolutely nothing. So basically within like a second and a half, this person who was walking slowly on our porch apparently jumped the front railing of our porch without making a sound and like disappeared into fucking thin air. And that that was the one I've still never really been able to ride off. I was like, that's kind of that's kind of fucking strange, you know? Just just a little bit, but I don't know, man. It's pretty I don't know. I get into that shit though, so <laughs> I have tons of personal stories as well of still more um professional, I guess you could say stories too. Um one of the houses that I was in with my first husband, we bought an old house that had like, I don't know if you know what it is, but the tiny roof with walls and everything. It was really, it was built in the 50s, I think. Um, and it was an older man that was disabled, um, and his sister that took care of him. And, um, Basically, when we, we didn't know any details about them when we were in or anything, um, basically just only a few weeks into living there, I left the room, um, and this is just my significant incident, but, um, I left the room, like the kitchen was... It was like, at the end of the hallway, there was the kitchen, the bathroom, and the master bedroom. They were kind of interconnected through the hallway, like the end of the hallway. Um, basically, I walked from the kitchen to the bathroom and back within mere seconds. I don't even remember if I was like getting something out of the bathroom or or what, but I walked from the kitchen to the bathroom and back, and every cabinet and door was open. Oh, oh, oh. Seconds. <laughs> Seconds. There's physically no way that anyone, any person could have done that. Oh, Especially without me. I didn't hear anything. Yeah. Um, reminds my, reminds me of that. My husband was asleep. Was he? Oh, that's so great. Reminds me of that scene from Poltergeist where they go into the kitchen and everything's stacked up and everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's like seriously badass. Oh, man. So that yeah. was one of the experiences there. We also, there was, there was a basement and an attic. So it was like very, just a very creepy old house. Very um, cool. The basement I really didn't ever have any issue with. However... Anybody that stayed with us, our guest room, the closet was stairs to the attic. Like, it wasn't the pull-down one. There were actual physical wooden steps in the closet that led to the attic. Um, and basically, anybody that stayed the night there usually had a story about footsteps um, set in the closet all that time. <laughs> <laughs> so... I, I really, uh, things died down for us because we lived there for a couple of years. Like, it, at some point, I think I just said, like, I just 
came out to bed when I was at home and alone in the house, like, look, I know this is your house and everything, but we're not leaving. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And things got down. Yeah, had to establish I dominance. Still, I think he was still there, but I think he stopped trying to spook us because he realized we weren't going anywhere. <laughs> like, I, I really think it was old man, and I think he just, he wanted us, he didn't want us in the house at first, and then he just gave up. <laughs> oh man, that's right. Fuck it, whatever. I guess they're safe. Yeah, fuck it. I might as well shit. That's fucking cool as hell. But mm-hmm. I, yeah, I guess. Um, God damn it, this was fun, man. I had a. Like no, a... <laughs> I have more stories, but it, you, it, we can do another one. I say we or yes. We can wrap it up and. No, I say we totally do another one in the future, because this is, like, so fucking fun. Like, usually I'm all talking about, like, unsolved murders and disappearances and shit, and, like, I've done... I can do that, too. All right, good. You, you know what? Yeah, then, I, I tell you what, we'll, uh, I know you sent me some links about some cases down there. Um, anything unsolved, anything paranormal, murder, disappearance, anything at all, anything that strikes your fancy... Like, we'll fucking do it to it, man. There's one particular case that's unsolved here that everybody talks about. And so, I would love for somebody to, to get a new found look at that, because everybody has a theory, but it's always a similar theory, um, because everybody believes she's buried under... There were several things that were under construction at that time. And uh. so, everybody thinks she's buried in one of those under the concrete. Um, yeah. Like they, there was a new high school that was being built. There was an apartment building not far from where she was living. There, there was the mall. <laughs> Everybody's like, she's buried under the mall food court, you know. And it's like, okay, guys. Well, I, if I, believe, I agree <laughs> that any of those are possible, but that's not the point. We want to know who did it. Exactly. But everybody pretty much assumes that it's family because her mother just doesn't move off. Um, and you just don't do that when it, she, she was never found. Her body was never found. Um, what mother just, unless she knows that her child is for sure dead, what mother just moves away like a couple of years later? Like just goes and moves off to another state. Like, to me, she knew that that child was dead. I'm not saying she did it, but she yeah. that all the time. Oh, man. I, that's the only thing that makes sense to me. Yeah, it's pretty fucking shady, to be honest with you. That, you know what, let's, we can do that one if you want, and, do yeah, yeah, like, yeah. we can do more paranormal yes. stuff in the future, yes. too, if you want. Yes. I, like I said, I still have a ton of stories. Good. Personal and professional, like, oh. I have a ton. I am totally down to do that. Like this is so. This was like so much fun. I was like, I, I don't know. I'm just. I was enjoying uh, enjoying your storytelling. There is pretty good, pretty good shit. But yeah, dude, I definitely agree. We should definitely do this again. Like just hang out, chit chat, do some stories. But, um, but yeah, if you want to get nitty down to the nitty gritty and and you know investigate a, a case, man, we can do I, that too. I'm a writer myself. Like I'm an author. Yeah. I'm actually published. Well, let's actually... The songstress on Amazon. It's available on Amazon. Awesome. Um, 
it's it's actually a hard story. But the majority of the stuff I write, like short story wise, is actually about serial killers and murder. And well, and you know what? Like you're that stuff interests me. <laughs> you're speaking to the right audience. So right now, go ahead and sell yourself. Like tell us about how people can get a hold of you, your Facebook, like your books that you've written and all that good stuff. Because those kind of books right there are what my listeners fucking buy. Um, April Simmons, the songstress, you can find it on Amazon. You can look me up on Facebook, just type in April Simmons. And I think it's April Simmons formerly for you because that was my previous very name. Um, I've actually done, I've done indie films. I've done, I do music. I do a little bit of everything, honestly, but yeah, the writing is my true passion because that's the part of all of those things. Because I've written scripts and I've written um, songs, lyrics, and you know. So yeah, writing is my true passion, and I'm working. I'm actually working on a fantasy erotica novel right now. I'm not sure if anybody would really be interested in that, but I do plan on putting out a book of short stories. And it's like I said, it's about serial killers and rapists and murderers because and Anybody that re- ha- sent a few of my short stories to friends, and they're like, my God, I can't believe a chick wrote this. <laughs> you are messed up. <laughs> like, like, people that have known me my whole life are like, that is twisted. Yeah. Like, I did not know you had that in you. Like, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's like a lot you know, of... And I'm just like, how do I get that stuff out? Yeah. I honestly think, and this may sound really terrible... Because I have a terrible, um, I've had a lot of tragedy in my life in general, and I think, honestly, if I was male, I probably would have been a serial killer. Yeah. I truly believe that. And that's really messed up to say, but... You know what, though? Here's the deal, like, you're fucking straightforward enough to actually admit that shit, you know what I mean? And it's... It's a it's a it's a sad fact, but like that's you know that's a lot of the so psychology. Instead of doing of those things, though, I write them. You write. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool shit, though, because that's the thing. Like a lot of my listeners, they they like this show because I am very very adamant about details and uh, research and all that good stuff. So you know, if you're on if you're on board with the details, then hell yeah, like. I don't see, I don't see any problem. You know what I mean? It's it's fun. You probably awesome. have to, like I said, I don't know. I don't know the details myself. I have read up on that case a lot. Um, there's a there's a thread about it on Reddit. Um, nice. And there's other articles around the internet and stuff. So we we probably both have to do some research. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally I'm cool with that. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely do that. We'll fucking do some more paranormal stories and all that good stuff too, man. That's I had a good time today. Oh yeah. Oh. All right, April. Well, I suppose uh, thank you for coming on and and doing this with me. We pretty thank much shared it. Yeah, hell yeah, it was. That's the difference, man. I like hearing stories. So <laughs> hell yeah! All right. Well, I suppose uh, you have a good rest of the night, and um, I, I suppose I will. kill some stuff with video games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she... what a normal 40-year-old does. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's nothing wrong with that, because uh, I'm 36, and I'm probably going to watch some uh, 
some fucking family guy or something of that nature here in a minute, so oh, yeah. I ain't here to judge I nobody. I'm All right. That is kick yeah. ass. Well, it was a it was a pleasure having you on, and we will definitely do this again, uh, definitely for sure. Uh, here, actually, sometime soon too, because I I know my listeners are probably getting tired of my uh, mystery in mystery and paranormal episodes, and they're probably ready for some for some murders and disappearances. So. So I will. Uh, I'll be happy to do it. I awesome. Thanks for having me. No, don't thank me. The pleasure was all mine, and I'm glad you had a good time and felt comfortable enough to come on here and share some of your stories. You know.